Yes, and I'm going to need your hand and a sharp object because we are signing a blood oath right now. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Let's start with this because we would have forgotten about it. The Iris cover. The Iris cover, that's right. I did forget about that. But big uh, big week for uh, or big big bootleg brunch collab. Yeah, yeah, Maybe I suppose. Yeah. It could be argued We've kind of claimed Father John Misty. Yeah. Uh Maggie Rogers, no doubt bootleg heim. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unbe- that's pretty unbelievable. Um the Iris cover I didn't know uh was promised. Uh, until it actually came out, then you've got a you had a different experience with it than the rest of the world for sure. Well, was everybody going crazy about it? A lot of people were going crazy about it, but a lot of it was also like uh, big DJ saying, "If we get this many Patreon people, I'll do a Christmas song." Energy. And they were like, people "Yeah, were like, okay, we'll do it because you're asking for Patreon stuff. We probably don't. We we no, we're not asking for you to do a Christmas song. So it was kind of one of those things, um, but." Phoebe Bridgers was going to do an Iris cover no matter what, and it was going to sound great because it's Phoebe Bridgers. But there was a little bit of that to it of like, all right, now, like, yeah, it's like kind of ironic that you would do that. And uh, cool. Let's let's hear it. And it started with her. She posted on an Instagram story in the studio. She was playing Iris. And then uh, she posted later. If Trump loses, I'll post. I'll I'll do an Iris cover. So was, was that promise made during uh, election week? Is that why I missed it? As, maybe it was. I feel like it was a couple days before the election, but okay. it, it was it was around there. Okay, yeah, that would make sense then. Um, but yeah, like when I saw that it was posted, uh, and that you like tweeted it out, I rolled my eyes. Definitely rolled my eyes. Just yeah. being like, it's a, it's a really cliche cover. Uh, and you know it's it's very it's like on brand for Phoebe Bridgers, I guess. But like I, I rolled my eyes like, oh, this is just gonna be like, I know exactly what it's gonna be, and it's just whatever, man. And then I listened to it, and I was like, holy fuck, it's awesome. Right. It was. I mean, I wasn't uh, wasn't crazy. It was just it's a really good arrangement. Um, didn't wasn't crazy about the verse, but uh, the end of the chorus. Really got me. They used a, a fun little trick there um, with a, a certain chord, a major two chord. And it's a thing that whenever you hear it, you know, like people who don't, like my, my dad doesn't understand what key changes are. Same. It, you, you don't? Nope. But do you know when, when you hear it? Nope. So my dad's like that too. He's the yeah. only person. I'm like, yeah, but, but you know when you hear it. Nope. Because you're like, huh, this is different. So a uh, major two chord is... If as you're listening, you kind of raise your eyebrows a little bit, and you go like your like whole body is just like, ooh, what is that? That's that's a little clever thing. It's the most. It's, so they did that trick. It's a very cool thing. Eagles used to do it a bunch. Uh, Nora Jones would do it. Uh, anyway, so that was a really cool. It, it it was a cool sounding song and everything. But did we then get into a conversation about like, of course. Phoebe Bridgers would do yeah. Iris, yeah. and you. I dropped a bar on you. Yeah, you dropped a bar on me. I was <laughs> like, steal. I, I was like, I, I, I don't know what I'll do with it, but this is a lyric. Uh, you said because we. Uh, 
What were we saying? We were talking disparagingly of Phoebe Bridgers, I think. Yeah, but in like a, I mean, we both like Phoebe Bridgers. Right. It's just we kind of recognize that she she plays up. Oh yeah, like the, the, uh, the moves are obvious. Yeah, we yeah, see yeah. the moves coming. Uh, and you said, uh, I'm gonna look it up right now, um, just so that we get this. I right. Oh, okay, I so you said Walmart or something. You said uh, I was rolling my eyes the entire time, like leading up to the release. And you were like. God, I hate you. You're such a Walmart indie artist. Uh, And I said, yes, uh, shopping for sads in the trending section. Such a good line. (laughs) Shopping for sads in the trending section. So, you know, that's that's kind of that. I hate that we're in a world where... uh, And I don't want to make it seem like we don't like Phoebe Bridgers, but she definitely, she is sort of like, you know the next move. Yes. You said it, yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, I don't like the word... I don't like the word pandering, because if you say that someone's pandering, then you're pandering to people who are like, yeah, that person's <laughs> pandering. So just like in general, don't do that. But uh, there is, I think the audience is very obvious and easy, and there are uh, certain moves that are always kind of going to resonate. So I don't know. Like I, being sad is in now, and like she is, I don't want to say she's like capitalizing on that, but like... Y- the people that are like, oh, being sad is in. Who should I go like? Phoebe Bridgers. Right, right. Whereas, I mean, real heads know if being sad is in, you go to Father John Misty. Because right. Father John Misty yeah, isn't I, just saying, I've heard I'm some more sad. sad than this shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Father John Misty isn't just saying, I'm sad. He's actively making you sad. <laughs> like, that is if a being good sad d- is truly yeah. in, then go to the go to the sad store because he is he's really bumming you out right um so that's kind of that but it's good cover it's a great cover it's a good cover uh, but it it just shows how uh how Phoebe Bridgers is becoming our new father John Misty because even when there's even if there's like eye rolling stuff can't stay away from it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> she's got her. Yeah, she's got her uh, hooks in us. That's probably like the most impressive thing you can do is is like be very just like not. I don't want to say like predictable, but like we know what Phoebe kind of Bridgers telegraph is. what you're what you're right, doing, right? Yeah. And so like that is Phoebe Bridgers, and like she's telegraphing what she's doing, and it makes you roll your eyes, and she does it, and you're still like, "Fuck, that's cool." Right, and that was the, that's it's very probably impressive. led off our uh, conversation, which is like leading up to it. I and I don't think I talked to anyone about it, but I was like, I was excited for it and dreading it at the same time mm-hmm. for the reasons you outlined. And then when I heard it, I was like, I'm so glad this was made. Yeah, this is so good. Yeah, I I, I wrote about it uh, in the newsletter, like just a couple lines, and I was like, I think like at some point I might be willing and ready to say that this is better than the original. Uh, I don't know that that's that's an interesting one. It's. I always I have a tough just time with doing like taste. the cover better yeah. than the original, but I think there's a lot of cases where that happens. But and I also think that that's like something that people immediately want to jump to, right? And like uh, like anytime somebody makes a good cover, there's a person immediately like, oh, this is better than the original, and that was kind of me. But I also just think that like this style more lends to what I like, but. This cover, a lot of covers do this, uh, kind of count on you having heard the original. Oh yeah, so they can like so that verse 
the 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 way that she changed the melody in the verse. If you didn't know how the melody of that song goes, you'd be like, "This sucks. This is a bad melody." But because your brain kind of knows where the notes go, and she's maybe singing higher inversions of them or different inversions of them, you're not as confused. Like because holding you... your hand on the way through. Exactly. Exactly. So you having heard the song gives you a good guide for something like that but i think that if you hadn't heard the um it's gonna say count of crows version <laughs> oh, jesus uh well i can't think of their Goo name google dolls, dolls yeah. yeah um if you hadn't heard the google Damn, dolls I version just, you'd be i like, wish you just dropped a counter crows and just didn't <laughs> yeah didn't address it yeah <laughs> she covered uh she covered the count of crows um but it's, i mean it's yeah I, I i in general i'm always going to be unless it's like donny hathaway jealous guy or nothing compares to you did you know that, that was a, a cover um unless it's something like that i'm usually like you got to give the the ogs credit where it's due mm-hmm. so but i'm overall good experience glad it happened uh, can't say the same for the the movie that we saw this week oh my god had do, to do it to him, though. Do, do we want to do Fleets before we do uh, the movie that we saw? Yes, and I'm going to need your hand and a sharp object because <laughs> we are signing a blood oath right now. Have you done a fleet yet? have never done a fleet. I don't even have fleets. What does that mean? I don't have fleets. It doesn't can, give you the option? Yeah, I don't have the option yet. I don't, oh, I, I do. I haven't seen them po- and pop, let me tell pop you, up. I'm taking my option because I, God is my witness, God is your, we haven't spoken about this yet, but we are not doing fleets ever, have right? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we ever, have we ever made like a blood oath on the podcast where it's like, you know, hold us, we're, we're very much like don't hold us accountable right. sort of podcast. Let's put it on record. Yes. Let's put blood to the, to the stone. Never fleet. Yes. Never fleet. Please join us. Uh. We we have our own fleets. Well, we just flights. Oh, that's flights right. Flights with full size beers. Th- those are those are the only fleets that we recognize. I was also going to say the way they they introduced it. They were like, "You ever have a tweet that like, eh, you're not so sure about? Maybe I'm not going to send it." Yeah, like ninety we'll percent of my tweets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're they're called my tweets. Yeah, right. The, and also, it's like the fact that like we're out here acting like. Or Twitter's out here acting like tweets are – you send a tweet and you have to hang it on the wall. Like we – you send a tweet and you forget about it two minutes later. Right. I think that at the end of every day, if you told somebody how many tweets they sent, they would be surprised, right? Right. Because yeah. It's and higher like, than you think. And like how many people remember a tweet 24 hours after they saw it or something like that. Like the the fact that they're like we're rolling out these tweets that expire after 24 hours it's like well a regular tweet expires after 15 minutes right right i'm honestly more motivated but from the introduction of fleets i'm more motivated to stop using twitter than to use it more like this yeah. doesn't make me think oh this is a cool added feature which I know that every time a social media platform introduces a new thing, we say, Everybody hates it. this is stupid, yeah. we're not going to do it, and then within an hour, we're all doing it. But you know what? Except for the stupid Carolina Hurricanes, you're not seeing too many of those uh, sound tweet things. Some of them, people are like, yo, bad idea, don't want to do it. I already, I want to make it go away. I, I wish that I 
couldn't see there's the top bar where everybody's fleets i don't want to even have that option right but i think that at least like the sound tweets have like it's just another like version of a tweet right you can just send a sound tweet like video tweets didn't exist way back when photo tweets you had to go through like tweet pick or whatever it was back in the day so they're just like adding these different versions of tweets but like the fleet idea sucks just like again tweets don't have shelf life anyway but also like you look at instagram did it uh, facebook did it those ones make sense because like when you post a photo to instagram at least for me you kind of have to like is this instagram worthy is this photo instagram worthy uh and so, like, when you have the stories on Instagram, it's just – it's basically just, like, photos that aren't, like, full post-worthy. And they're also, like, sharing other people's posts. When – there's already a fucking button for sharing other people's posts on on uh, on Twitter. Like, I don't understand <laughs> right. Twitter's, ins- like, insistence on – Minimal, minimalizing or like downplaying the retweet button. I feel like they're doing that with uh, – they already did that where you have to kind of qu- go to the quote tweet screen before like an actual retweet. And now they're offering you the option to kind of like fake retweet on a fleet because you can share another person's post on your fleet. Like <sighs> why are we trying to like – I feel like retweets are the like the pillar of Twitter. And for some reason, yeah. we're kind of trying to, to minimize those. Oh, that – everything you just said is right, and it turned my brain to fucking mush. Like, <laughs> how fu- – like, we can't – Twitter is already stupid enough. Like, if you were to explain Twitter to somebody 20 years ago, and then after explaining to them, like, the, the basics, like, okay – so you just write little sentences, yeah. you put them out there. I don't know, sometimes it can be news, sometimes it's jokes. Most of the time, it's people, like, trying to – Get mad at somebody. There's a contest uh, to to, right. to show that you're the best person yeah. on the internet. And then they're like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. You're like, but you can retweet somebody else, which means that their tweet comes from your account, but they see that it's that person's tweet. And they're like, oh, okay. Or if you make it a fleet, you can make it so their tweet is coming from your story and your story. They're like, what? What? What's any of this? Right. And, like, what's the difference there? It's just – there's is no difference. And when you think about, like, the user experience, I feel like th- this could be summed up in, in, like, this sentence. It's like the user experience of Twitter is based on the retweet because mm-hmm. that is the most uh, – that's, like, the most – because Twitter is all about immediate satisfaction. Like, what is the, the term for that? Instant gratification. Twitter is all about instant gratification and the the center of instant gratification is the retweet. And so the fact that they're like pulling away from the retweet in these different forms doesn't make any sense for Twitter. Oh god. Stupid. They're putting internet on the radio. They really are. <laughs> they um d- Twitter's thing too was that it was simple. Yeah. Yeah. It was just you make a sentence. Yep. I remember when they told us about it in college, I was like I don't know if this will catch on, but I appreciate that it's just one little thing. Because I was like, it's like a little, it's like, it's one aspect of Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, what were they even called? What was it called when you do a Facebook post? Uh, uh, status. Wall? Yeah, yeah, Facebook yeah. status. I was like, it's just Facebook statuses. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool, I guess, because these statuses are getting more popular and everything. It's all about status. 
And now, God, where the hell are we? You got to put warnings on half the tweets from the president. Also, <laughs> while I'm at it, stop doing those fake uh, warning oh, things. Oh, those stink, man. I don't like that being a thing. We gotta, we're living in a world where the president is lying to you, and people have to note, uh, hey, the president's lying to you, so what's our reaction? Callback humor to last week. Meme it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last meme that you like genuinely enjoyed? Um, shit, I actually had a meme that I want to talk about this week. I forgot. Shit, what? Uh, was it the one that you talked about last week? I don't want to no, do the work no, today. <laughs> but I'm crazy about that one. Still, I still watch that like once a week. Kind of want to get the people from that play on <laughs> to have them tell us about the play. Um, shoot. Whoa. God, this has taken over my life. The fucking prompt Twitter is getting even worse. Now, what's something that isn't this but feels like this? A, fuck prompt Twitter forever. (laughs) B, fuck NFL uh, injury report Twitter where people have to write in or out in all caps. Like we're so stupid that we can't just say (laughs) – Sony yeah, Michelle is sentence. out today. Yeah. Got it. Sony Michelle is out today. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. There should be, uh, do you think like NFL trainers in, in like the medical room have to uh, just like address a player and be like, you are out today. <laughs> I, I read it every time like Elaine. Well, like Elaine? Yeah, Elaine Bennis. Yeah. Sony oh, Michelle out. Okay. <laughs> the two-handed push. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the greater uh, things that Seinfeld kind of picked up on the fly, that uh, Elaine just says "get out" and pushes people. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of that. Get out! But I, I hate when people do the all caps for in or out. But the what's something that isn't this but feels like this is a real toughie because it's so insufferable. That uh, every time I see one of those, I quote tweet it with Tim Heidecker yelling, oh, shut yeah. the fuck up. But yep. we've discussed this off the podcast. That is so abrasive <laughs> that it's tough to even be on board with saying shut the fuck up to this stupid tweet when the shut the fuck up is probably like Very 10 times mean. more painful <laughs> than the actual tweet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but that is like the most painful thing that i've ever seen done on stage right and he he really built to it and i've seen cats oh my god so brutal uh we gotta read before we get into this movie review speaking of of painful um nfl football continues on this week which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings and you might not be at a game this year but guess what you can still be in on the action at bet online that's betonline.ag no matter how the schedules change or how the players that play or don't play, if they're in or out, out, BetOnline is going to go the extra mile to, mi- them to make sure that you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere else online. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great mid-season bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sports book experts at betonline.ag. Okay, so the worst, uh, I can't, you can't say the worst part of 
today or the times in which we live because yeah. there is way too much competition. I've got I mean I I'm very fucking confident even with everything going on in 2020 I'm very confident in saying that watching Friendsgiving was the worst part of my day so, and it is like 1:30 in the afternoon right now. Definitely. I was going to say one of the one of the bad aspects of the times in which we live is there aren't as many movies in theaters Therefore, there aren't. As, they're just not releasing as many movies. So when you have a, a random night where you're like, "I'm just going to watch a recent movie that I haven't seen before," which is a fun thing to do because it's usually a pretty bad movie that you missed in theaters. So you're mm-hmm. like, "Cool, I'll check it out." There aren't enough movies coming out that even we can do that now. Like we haven't gone to see movies in forever, and there still aren't movies that we haven't seen. We are gobbling up the shit as it comes out, basically. It's brutal. <laughs> So I was flipping through trying to find any movie, and there was one of the new releases was a movie called Friendsgiving, which worst know, term in the yeah, world. I was say, if you know DJ, makes you know. me so mad. It just doesn't make sense. It's like when people call any scandal something gate. gate. Yeah, that's not how. That's not the the the, the suffix. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, so when you call when you get together with friends. And do a Thanksgiving style thing, you can call it Friends Thanksgiving, but you're you're not giving friends, which is what Thanksgiving is. You're giving thanks. Yep. Stupidest thing in the world. So, <laughs> but you should know that. I, I I've never actually. That's not true. Sometimes I'll tweet an anti Friendsgiving thing, and people will be like, "You gotta let this one go, man. Take the L. It's the best." And I'm like. Don't the know whether you're talking w about, of your life. Right. Don't know whether you're talking about you don't the get many dubs, but or <laughs> saying it, but either way, like the, having a friend's Thanksgiving thing is cool. Is fine. The yeah. only issue is somebody there will call it Friendsgiving and ruin your day. <laughs> but may I don't know, maybe that then it's a, a, a more of a, a you problem. But there's a movie called Friendsgiving. So many damn people on the poster. Saw Malin Ackerman on there, mm-hmm. saw uh Kat Dennings, saw Chelsea Pretty. I was like, this sucks we definitely have to watch this and uh we've you've hinted at it we both tweeted it that movie sucks so it's much so bad it's brutal you if you listen to this podcast you know we love bad movies we hunt them we love bad movies and uh we knew that this one was probably gonna be bad i mean it came out in 2020 in like the i think like the latter half of 2020 any movie that comes out in like the latter half of 2020 and isn't pushed back yeah probably not going to be the best movie they're just like well, let's just get this one out of here quick question do you think and i was wondering this do you think had there not been the crazy times in which we live that this movie would have been in theaters no probably not this definitely screams direct to like video on demand uh, this is the layover quality yeah where, like maybe you could find a theater like if you bring it yourself maybe they'll like <laughs> if there's an empty theater they'll pop it in for you yeah this one screams like you, you just found it on Netf- netflix and you're like this came out in 2020 this, <laughs> yeah. this movie could have easily come out at any point in the last 20 years yeah like there's maybe a, like a reference to something here and there where it's like okay they're made like a modern reference sort of but like the humor is all extremely outdated. Like the jokes and tropes that they play Ugh. up are so bad and they were maybe funny 15 years ago. And honestly, it would make more sense if it came out something like 20 years ago because the movie is not about what one would call a Friendsgiving. 
Yeah, it's not. This is it's just a Thanksgiving movie. It's a Thanksgiving it's movie Thanksgiving. in which like people who aren't friends just show up. Right, a bunch of people get to so the biggest issue with this movie wrote this down, let's see. Uh who are these people? This is all caps. Who are these people? What do they do? How do they know each other? How do they get it? There's no information given. At one point, a delivery guy notices Malin Ackerman's uh, character and says, like, hey, I loved you in this movie to say that, okay, she's an actress. Yeah. Uh, but they don't give you – they don't go into who are these people, why are they here, what are they doing? Yeah. They, the I'm not like a big, like – the writing wasn't very good kind of guy. The writing was awful. The writing was fucking awful. They didn't establish any of the characters. Like, they didn't really even establish the two main characters. Like, Malin Ackerman and uh, and Kat Dennings are clearly, like, the two main characters of the, of the movie. And they established this right off the bat. They didn't explain anything about them. They just explained that they were, like, kind of sad and didn't have Thanksgiving plans. And that was it. Like, they were both talking about a breakup at the beginning, and I thought, well, they, they established that Kat Denning was a lesbian. I thought at the beginning that Kat Denning's character and Malin Ackerman's character were exes. Had broken up with each other. Yeah, they, like, they said in the beginning, they were like, we broke up. One of the characters said, we broke up, like, while talking to the other right. one. And it wasn't established that they were talking about somebody else. Yeah. It, the writing is so bad. I was so confused for basically this entire movie. So you know what the issue is? They did a reverse snowman. They didn't start the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to start the movie. So you're just there and there are these characters. Right. The the only thing they really es- want to establish is that you know Kat Denning's character is gay, which I was watching that and I was like, nice fucking try. Because as usual with Kat Denning's, uh, give Kat Dennings a different role challenge is should always be in effect. And they were like, hey, here's Kat Dennings. She's drinking wine in the grocery store. Ooh, she's making fun of all the dudes there. And I was like, excuse me, she give like Kat a Dennings a different sad. role, yeah. please. And they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Uh, this time she's gay. And I'm like, I think she that's, even. I think that's, she, it's still the, yeah. you're still giving her the same character. She's still the same character. Yeah. It's like say like oh no 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 she always plays someone named Rebecca. This <laughs> character is is named Pearl. Totally different. I think she even says at one point in this movie she's like I'm I'm broke. She like, oh like, she does say she's like broken not, a not, lot. Yeah yeah right yeah. Like, Two, two broken girls. girls. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Where are the other two and the other and the, girls and the other came? one's blonde. Yeah. What the hell is we doing? We should say that. We should uh, start saying. Uh, where are the other two broken girls? <laughs> Just for whatever reason, say broken instead of uh, broke girls. Now that I think about it, this movie is is uh, two broke girls Thanksgiving. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about two no broke idea. girls, but that movie was about... I know a... more about two broke girls than I know about the movie <laughs> I just true. watched. So, loaded cast. Uh, Malin Ackerman, Kat Dennings, uh, Aisha Tyler, Jane Seymour. Shout out uh, Jane. She got the, uh, the and in this movie. Oh, did she? Or, she... or with, maybe. She also got uh, the give Jane Seymour a different character challenge because she just played horny mom. Cougar, yeah, yeah, horny, horny mom. Uh, Can't even call her a cougar because she was trying to fuck everything, any age in that movie. Right. Uh, Chelsea Peretti, uh, Christine Taylor. Um, so loaded cast. We got we got Wanda Sykes for uh, a scene, mm-hmm. a very quick scene, bad scene. We All got, the we got scenes the, are bad. The redheaded friend from uh, from what's a- his name? Uh, Dave. Dave. Andrew yeah. Santino and. I'll tell you what, that was the first bright spot of the movie. Same he came dude. in, just dumped a bucket of douche on the whole movie, and was like, thank you. 
And and like for him, it sort of it sort of like made sense. It was like, oh, it makes sense that he's in this movie because like he's he's trying to get his checks, yeah, and he's trying to make a name for himself. And like he showed up, and I was like, maybe he might save this movie. I was thinking about that as I was watching it because uh, we're gonna get to uh, actors in this movie that deserved better that maybe shouldn't have done this movie. But the whole time I was like, hey, just buddy, Red, whatever your name is. Do a good job in this. Like, this is the type of movie you... This is the stepping stone you should be doing right now. Like, like it's, this it's isn't not a, a good movie, movie, but you could do a good job. Exactly. And if people and if people come away from it being like, that guy was good, then you're getting another job. And I felt that way about him. I thought that he did uh, a great job. Uh, he, the, my favorite scene was his first scene. Comes in being a total douche. Uh, and then uh, Malin Ackerman, who plays a recently divorced person, has... Uh, is hooking up with bootleg Brett McKenzie and bootleg Brett McKenzie comes in when the, when these people arrive for Thanksgiving, which again, don't know who these people are. Don't know why they're there. Uh, he's talking really douchey, saying a bunch of dumb stuff. And, uh, he says, my name's Rick and bootleg Brett McKenzie says, is that short for Richard? And for whatever reason, with a straight face, this, the guy from Dave says, no, it's just Rick. Richard is a completely different name, you goof. <laughs> Don't know how they do it over there right. across the pond because right. he's English. Because but like, bootleg Brett McKenzie is uh, English. By the way, uh, bootleg Brett McKenzie is uh, Malin Ackerman's real-life husband. Whoa. Yeah. So neither of them were like, hey, let's not do this. <laughs> right. At that, like maybe consider a divorce because like you need one partner who's going to tell you not to do dumb shit. And right. You're both what? telling each other to do the bad idea. Yeah, I don't know what the household made on that movie, <laughs> yeah. but wasn't you, enough. Uh, were you? Did you think that this guy was bootleg Brett McKenzie because he immediately distracted me? No, I, I don't even know who Brett McKenzie is. Oh, he's one half of Flight of the Concords. He writes. Uh, he wrote the music for. I only know Muppets. what the one guy looks like. Jermaine Clement. Yes, so you, you know the, the the tall guy. Yeah, the one with the like the. I would say like the square face with Definitely. the glasses. Yeah. yeah. Then there's uh, his partner is a shorter guy. You never watched Flight of the Concords, huh? No. I don't think you'd like it. <laughs> Probably not. It's uh, ex- not a big music guy. It's extremely weird. Uh, like some intent, like intentionally awkward, and a lot of music. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Maybe not my cup of tea. It sounds like your thing, though. Oh, my God. I was crazy about it. I couldn't... When it came out, I was like, I can't believe this is on TV. There's hope for the world. Um, let me see. Uh, Boo Like Brett McKenzie doesn't wear his shirt for a lot of this the movie. The entire movie. And there's no reason for it. Yeah, there's no reason at all. Like, the, his character is... It, they established kind of at the beginning, like, his character is like a free spirit, but, like, he's not a fucking idiot at the beginning he's right right nice they don't make guy. him seem stupid he's like i would like to impress your friends like he seems like he has his shit together like per like personally and emotionally and things like that there's no reason for that guy to to go around shirtless at like a thanksgiving at somebody he just started dating there is a scene early in the movie where uh malin ackerman goes to the door to get cat dennings and he walks in naked. Yep. And because he doesn't know the cat dining is there, he walks in naked and he's like, Oh, I didn't know someone was here. And then continues to stand there mm-hmm. naked with his hand over his penis. That also, was where I'm like, I can't tell. Like, this is, movie is so bad so far. I can't tell if, like, the joke is 
who would stand there and keep talking or like this is the stupid world that we live in also like the writing is so bad that they couldn't even get their story straight on this guy's dick because uh in that scene cat dining is like uh she calls his his dick real he calls dick like little he's like little what's his name little richard uh and then uh she says like don't worry i got one just like it in my top drawer except it's a lot bigger and then like later in the movie she's like she says like oh he's got like a huge dick or something Ah, she makes a joke about him having like a a, a big a big wiener. I mean, the little Richard thing could just be a she shouted out name little even Richard? Richard. Oh, uh, Rick, the other guy's name. Oh no, Rick. right, right, right. And if she'd said little Richard, I think I would have picked up on that. Yeah, and then probably hit pause and listen to little Richard. This guy's name is what? Jeff. Little Jeff. Little Jeff. Little Jeff. Um, yeah, I think that the, I think that calling it little was just like because uh, it's like the, the, the smaller, smaller than him of yeah. this person. But either way. It was so stupid. He kept taking his shirt off, and uh, <laughs> Aisha Tyler taking his would... shirt off. He just had his shirt off the entire movie. Well, yeah, how well, he's wearing it at the beginning of uh, the Thanksgiving, and then he wants to make ceviche, and he takes his shirt off because he doesn't want to get lemon on his shirt. Which does lemon stain? I don't know. Yeah, really, it's got some acid in it. It might might stain. Um, let's see. Let's run down these uh, notes. Uh, there's a there's a guy in it that I was like, who is this guy? I hate his character. He's such a douchebag. And I was scrolling through his IMDb credits, and I was like, what the hell is he in? He's in Stupid Party Down. I've never seen that. Uh, is, are you talking about the, the Ryan the, Hansen guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy just screams commercial actor. Right. They right. they uh, they throw him in the movie, and he's supposed to be like a uh, an actor, like a big time actor who's out uh, with opposite of Malin Aikman's character in yeah. something. And I was like. There's no way that this guy's getting jobs outside of commercials and movies that are as shitty as this one. Right. Like, he looks like somebody that they think can possibly play a successful actor. So he is, you know who he is? He is like the bootleg version of the guy. Do you remember from Bad Mom's Christmas and the guy who is in um, that show, the sad porn show, This Is Us? Oh, wait, not the guy from Sex and the City. No. Is Okay. No, the uh, the guy who's in This Is Us, the brother, like the one of the brothers in This Is Us. I don't know that guy's name because he's not important, and this guy is an even less important version of that guy. All right, shout out that guy. We'll <laughs> we'll be getting him on the pod. I do want to get uh, what's his face on the pod. The uh, what does I say his name is Redhead. Uh, yeah, David uh, Andrew Santino would like to get him on. See what he's about. That guy's hilarious. He was very funny in this. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm looking through This Is Us uh, IMDb, but God, I just don't care about that show. Um, he's a, like the main, one of the main characters in that show. He's one of the, the family members. His name is Justin Hartley. Okay. Uh, Chelsea Peretti plays a shaman in this movie. And there were there was a part where I was like, ooh, she's she's going to be funny here no and like never <laughs> she couldn't save it no like and and there were so many edits in so there was a scene where like she was supposed to have this little confrontation with uh cat dennings and there were so many fucking edits in it that i couldn't pay attention to what she was saying i didn't notice but like i just was i stopped paying attention like halfway through this movie because it just it it went nowhere it went nowhere like they didn't the thanksgiving part of it didn't start until like 55 60 minutes into it and it's a 90 minute movie and they just kept introduce- introducing characters that I didn't care about the dialogue was just completely nonsensical like 
just there was no movement of the plot whatsoever. Right. I I felt like we didn't do a good job of actually setting up what we're talking about, but that's, that's because, because the movie of this didn't movie. set up anything. So I so it's this actress is hosting Thanksgiving and a bunch of people show up to it. It was supposed to be just her friend, but a bunch of people end up being there, including how, what what's uh, Aisha Tyler's relation to? They're just friends. They're, they're one of their friends. Yeah. So one of their friends shows up and brings her family and her kids, and uh, then this actor shows up and her mom shows up, and there's all these different people there, and there's a baby, and they uh, some of them start doing shrooms. It's just so. All these things are happening, and I'm like, what What am I supposed to be following here? Yeah, once they introduced the shrooms, I would, that's when I was, like, really out. Because I was like, oh, they're just going to do some fucking basic-ass drug humor where, like, one of them takes shrooms and they huh. start seeing shit. Why is she acting so well? Yeah, oh, yeah. these people don't know if she's on shrooms. Yeah. They don't care. Why, why is this person behaving like it's this? That's not how you normally behave, babe. worse, dude. And, like, everything that you could see in this movie, you've seen somewhere else do it better a Definitely. thousand times better. Definitely. And, like, you know who the person's talking to and yes. why they're talking to each <laughs> yes. other. Basic things like that. Um, I want to check out uh, some of the reviews here. Oh, good good call. So we have uh, these critic reviews for Friendsgiving on um, on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. This one is... Oh, ooh, we got, we got a couple... Uh, I, I have no idea how you could ever give this a non-Rotten Tomato. I don't know what it's... Like the ripe tomato, I guess. The ensemble cast carries the film at every turn. These delightful performances prevent the film's antics from being dizzying and overwrought. They sure don't. What? (laughs) Unbelievable. It's a good-natured film with lots of sharp edges and an ensemble cast that's gifted at combining black comedy and warm drama. But attempts to add thematic depth... But its attempts to add thematic depth are somewhat shaky. While some of the characters on the ever-escalating guest list provide welcome comic distraction, this day-to-night hangout pick doesn't really take flight. I would say so. I'd say that one's a little better. Wow, this one's pretty good. Friendsgiving is the Boston Market version of Holiday Cheers. (laughs) Boston Market version? Yeah. I think that's giving it too much credit. (laughs) Man, I people are doing uh, a lot of Boston Market humor of, of late. I won't get into it, but... Um... Swings hard and aims low in this vulgar comedy about mostly self-absorbed people at Thanksgiving dinner. That's I think a that's good pretty way of fair. Yeah. That's a good way of putting Swings it. hard and aims low is a very uh, apt description of this movie. I'm going to start using that. I might make that my Twitter bio. Swings hard, aims low. Swings hard, aims low. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily right, but... Um, let's let's uh, let's rank the characters who deserved better because this does have a good cast. It does have a, a good cast. Not like a not like a good cast, but a a, a, a cast of noticeable and uh, and recognizable actors. Right, which is way more than this movie deserves. Right. So then I'll lead it off with uh, the person who deserved better. Number one by far. Christine yep, Taylor. Yep, absolutely. Because I did not one. know it was Christine Taylor until at the end of the movie. I saw in the beginning that Christine Taylor was in, but I wasn't thinking during the movie. Uh, this was Christine her. T- yeah. I was so distracted by like, when's the, what's the, what is this movie that I wasn't like, hey, I haven't seen Christine Taylor yet. Uh, at the end, they were showing outtakes and Christine Taylor was there. And I was like, that 
That was Christine Taylor. Yeah, so I saw her and I was like, that looks like her, but I don't know if it is her. Uh, but they just don't let her do anything in this movie. She is, uh, she's just recently got Botox, so she can't talk throughout the, the entire movie, which, again, hilarious mm. maybe in 2002. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Christine Taylor absolutely deserved way better than this movie. I mean, Christine Taylor starred in one of the funniest comedies of this entire generation. Uh, Dodgeball, Dodgeball, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, give, I give that. I mean, Christine Taylor... A little Taylor... bit of... Maybe uh um what's the uh the the whole like you got this job because your family oh uh, favoritism or nepotism ne- nepotism yeah yeah uh yeah so maybe maybe that might be why but she, she I'll tell you she what, was great in it no one I'd rather want in that movie <laughs> right. I love Christine Taylor uh, she absolutely deserved better yeah uh Kat Dennings I think you at some point and th- this is probably tough because I'm sure the Kat Dennings would be like. Yeah, I'd like to fucking play a different character for once, but these are the jobs I get, you know? Yeah, uh, I don't know, though, because I don't I don't know if I enjoy Kat Dennings, honestly. Oh, I don't, because they keep, she keeps <laughs> playing like she the hasn't same character. Show, she hasn't pr- proved that she deserves any better. Then, like, she can't even make her, her shitty roles enjoyable. Yeah. It's not for me. That's uh, fair. So, like, I will say Malin Ackerman is my number two, because, like... I do enjoy some Malin Ackerman, and she just – she wasn't bad in this movie. Like, her character was, like, su- I guess, like, the straight person. And oh, I don't – maybe? Because like, at that's one point because she points it, out, like, Only hey, because every other character was fucking so ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good – I don't know if there was a – oh, um, Aisha Taylor's uh, – Husband, yeah, Dion, Dion Cole, I think was yeah. he, like, he was probably the straightest of right. all the p- people there, but like he was in the movie for two minutes, or one of the one of the children, or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Uh, so my number two, Malin Ackerman, three for me, probably Jane Seymour, because again, Jane Seymour, but Jane, Se- that's just what Jane Seymour does now. I feel like, and obviously, she did it on a much uh, grander scale in uh, Wedding Crashers, so. You're like, yeah. This was just bootleg she wedding crashers she character. Did this higher thing, yeah. but also like that's the last thing she's done in forever. So they're like, hey, you she, just wanna... she did those K Jewelers commercials where she did the uh, yeah. the the duel dueling hearts or whatever yeah. it was. Pretty good at that. It's kind of honestly, Jane Seymour kind of got Jerry Stillard, where, where she's they like, were like, hey, do you want to come do Frank Costanza in this uh, role for us? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's fair. But I, I mean, again. If she's going to do that, she should be doing it because she's great at it. Mm-hmm. She should be doing it in a better role. She deserved better than this. The Malin Ackerman thing always kind of surprised me. She seemed – she's obviously uh, a big, big, big star, but she seemed like she was going to become the actress, right? The actor. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know if people still say actress. If they don't, then – actor anyway she seemed like she was going to be this big star and then she kind of plateaued relatively low on that yeah incline. yeah but even if even that like she should be like the third fourth actor in a good movie right not leading shit right like i think that i would rather i mean i can't speak for somebody else's career but like i think that i would rather be a third or fourth actor supporting actor uh, in a good movie than be leading a- actor in an 
absolute piece of shit direct to video on demand movie. right because especially because if you are the lead in something that sucks you gotta have to it's claim only it. natural people are gonna put that on you yeah right so if you're the if you're the quarterback for a bad team then people are gonna be like yo you suck at quarterback you know <laughs> yeah. so i understand that um i think wanda sykes has got to be next on the on the yeah. list because like wanda sykes star Wanda Sykes is a star. Yeah. And she's, she's still scene. doing shit. And she's in one scene. And it was a completely, it was like a, a like a drug scene. It was like the mushroom scene. Yeah. Where she's just envisioning shit. Her character serves no purpose. It felt more like a cameo, but she was kind of listed early in the credits. So I thought that Wanda Sykes was going to be one of the friends or something. And she was just a hallucination. Yeah, it was late in the movie to the point where like they build Wanda Sykes. When does Wanda Sykes come in? And she came in for one scene and it was a, a useless scene. Yeah. Uh, who else do you think? I mean, that you, cause you've gotten to everybody on my list. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, Chelsea Peretti is an interesting one because like, I want, I really want to like Chelsea Peretti and like, I enjoy her. Yeah. But she's never really done anything that i've been like oh you're gonna give her the pete davidson uh yeah i think that she is like in that category where it's like i like you but i don't know i don't really know why see i can't i can't agree with that because her stand-up's good so i haven't seen her stand-up so I, I'll, I'll plead ignorance there yeah um but like she definitely sort of falls into the pete davidson thing where it's like like everyone knows who she everyone is. Knows who Freddie, like, and everyone knows who you are. And, like, people like you. And I like you. Like, I like your presence. Yeah. And, like, you're married to Jordan Peele, who is, like, a tastemaker. So, like, there has to be a lot going on there. So if he likes you. Right, exactly. I'd be a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. To. That's basically how I feel. And, uh, and like, that's how I felt about Pete Davidson, too. It's like, well, I, I, I. Well, it's true with Pete Davidson. You're like, buddy, love you. You got to do something good at some point, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and like. Cassie David likes you, and Cassie David's amazing, and I love Cassie David. So, like, there's got to be something there that, that everybody's loving. Should we read the Cassie David book? People I want to. People really mean about it. So I really? want to buy it just because people – yeah, people are like, oh, we only know who you are because of your dad and you're a rich white girl and blah, Welcome blah. Welcome to, like, half the people in Hollywood. And I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. People, people are having a hard time correctly uh, getting the – how to feel about rich white girls. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Like way too, they're, they're like way too easy on Taylor Swift and then go like super hard against Cassie David. And like, in the like, you're only famous because of your dad. And let me tell you something. If there is one person's child that I do want to kind of like investigate yeah. what Larry David's kids turned out to be like. Right. And it's like, yo, it's Cassie David or it's Chet Hayes. What do you want? <laughs> right. Which, uh, shout out Chet Hayes, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, finally, it's been kind of understood that his whole uh, Jamaican thing is was not mean-spirited, totally out of love, and a real knowledge and appreciation for that culture. So, while... Yeah, shout initially out to startling, Chet, Chet Hayes and Adele. One and the same. Right. So, while initially startling... Uh, I think it, people like understand. Okay, like uh, this is coming from a good place. So he did another one of his famous videos after Donald Trump lost, and right when everyone was like, "Okay, you're not offensive. It's okay," he throws uh, the uh, a capital P <laughs> in there, which is a word that I think like we've all kind of started to get away from. 
So I can't help but think he's like, okay. I so thought that I'm we were getting away from anymore? that word, but I'll tell you, I've been playing a lot of video games lately. People are not getting away from that word as really? much as I thought. So. The toxic yeah. video oh. game community. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, people have. I've said to people like, hey, like whenever I've done any like video game stuff, people have been like really nice in the chat. Oh yeah, and, I mean, like, like they, they are super supportive, and people are like, uh, yeah, maybe you're only get a little deeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you're just kind of seeing surface level stuff. It's where, like anything, any community online, people are like. Let's be dicks now, right? Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Um, so yeah, be, be nicer to Cassie David, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll I'll read that just to kind of push back against people who are uh, who are so mean to her. I mean, I, I I read a book about a guy who went to Martha's Vineyard and just kept running into Larry David, and it was like the best thing that I've read. So I'm for sure gonna read a book about a person who grew up in Larry David's household. Right. If if I'm at a restaurant and they're like, "Hey, Larry David was here once, and he ordered this," I like, uh, didn't tell everything. us what he thought about it. I'd be like, "I'm getting that." <laughs> yeah. It's fucking Larry David. Yeah. Don't uh, don't hate everybody. Um, did you watch any of a teacher? I did not, but like, I'll tell you, the the advertising campaign for that show hooked me like no other because I wanted to know everything about it. I know that it came out on November 10th because it kept saying streaming November 10th. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do on November 10th? I'm going to watch that show. And it was, I haven't done it yet, but I'm planning on doing it. But the closer and closer that I like get to actually doing it. Uh, I'm I get nervous and oh, yeah. uncomfortable because it is from the from the looks of it I don't want to say that it like looks like it's like celebrating this relationship but like it's definitely not being like yo this isn't okay. So I've seen 3 episodes and I will say if you're nervous and uncomfortable thinking about watching it you might as well watch it. Because you're nervous and uncomfortable the whole time you're watching it too, so you're Great. going to be feeling this no matter what. If you're th- if thinking about it makes you nervous and uncomfortable, watching it makes you feel nervous and uncomfortable. Uh, it's really good though. Is it okay? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I love Kate Mara. Yeah, she's great. She is very, very great. And uh, shout out, uh, what's this kid's name? Uh, Nick Robinson. Yes, uh, or Robertson. Yeah, we got bounce back Robinson Robertson uh, because. Wasn't a big fan of Love, Simon. Didn't I, Love Robertson is what I like to call that movie. Yeah. was That, that movie was like one of the, the worst uh, high school movies we've seen. And we've had to see a bunch of those, unfortunately. But I just hated the whole vibe of like, look, I'm an everyday kid. I, like I get coffee. Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. I drink too much coffee. And when the Bleachers song is on, I'm like, this is my jam. <laughs> Like, oh, if kids do talk this way, kids suck. I'm going to pretend kids don't talk this way and that this movie just fucked up. Because yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna pretend community. that high school is like Euphoria, which is, like, way more fucked up but way more in- enjoyable than, like, this basic-ass branding of high school kids. Right. If, the, if uh, the movie was like, hey, I'm your everyday kid. I can't tell if I like my parents. Like, all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden, you're like, okay. Cool. Let's proceed. Um, shout out my parents. Um, yeah, he's good in it. Kate Kate Mara is good in it, and it 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 definitely isn't like it doesn't paint her as like this is some pedophile who's coming to school looking for the D. Yeah. It actually, and you you know as you're watching it, like oh, bad decision. 
bad decision. This is gonna. This is all. So they like they slope. make they they make them like humans. They have like the characters have yeah. depth and stuff. I mean, unfortunately, it's something that happens. Yeah, and I I don't know. I think that in my mind, when I hear stuff like that happens, I assume the first thing, which is someone who is not well, is like preying on right. Yeah, you know, which is why I mean, when people do. Uh, shout out, shout out Jerry Thornton, but he would rank, um, it's uncomfortable, <laughs> right? When, whenever, uh, a teacher got busted for that, yeah, he would like rank them yeah. on, uh, hotness and stuff. And like, and like the, wor- yeah, like the pedophile. Yeah. Right. And like the worst of like the, the worst, their decisions they made, like the higher grade he gave like intangibles. Oh yeah, so some, and that's that's not j- just calling out Jerry. Like there is a, it is it's there is like a culture of like ooh they did a South Park episode on this. They find out uh, one of the teachers is banging Ike, and they bring in Ike and they're like, hey, he's having sex with his teacher, and they're like, Mrs. So and So, and they're like, yeah, and the, all the cops are like, hell nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And every time it comes up, they're like, we gotta go arrest his dad. Like, she's banging kids. Like, her? Yeah. Nice. And they all every time they <laughs> I know nice. it, it's like a really it's a really like weird place to be because like at the end of the day there are fucking pedophiles and also it's just like but there is just like an inherent interest in like how the fuck that happens. Right. And uh director, writer, creator, uh Hannah, I hope I don't get her last name wrong. Uh Fidel She's been on Time Crisis a bunch because she is Jake Longstreth's wife. So the, actually the most recent Time Crisis had her and Nick Robinson, Robertson, and he seemed like a very charismatic uh, young man. So I was like, you know what? Maybe Just Love, Simon was a bad movie and this kid's kind of cool. But yeah, she does a very good job of it, – it, it's – it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And it does make you uncomfortable. Where Does it, like, romanticize the relationship? No. Okay. That's no. my biggest but it concern. Es- it establishes that like how it happens. for whatever reason, he wants her, uh, she wants him, and through bad decisions, obviously mostly on her part, right. um, this ends up happening. But there's... Uh, not to spoil it too badly, but you're you see scenes in the beginning, and you're like, so this leads to them having sex, right? And it doesn't, and you're just because you you go in again with the like you know th- this thinking happens. as lowly of of her character yeah. as you can because you know what she ends up doing that you're like, oh, she's gonna bang him after this? No, she just teaches a class. <laughs> then it's like, oh, they're in a tutoring thing. She's gonna bang him at tutoring? No, she just tutors him. <laughs> But just like again, bad decisions made along the way, relationship forming. Yeah. Uh, it's an extremely uncomfortable watch, and I'm going to inhale it. Of course, you are. Uh, the 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 most interesting part to me about this is that it was a movie by the same person, the same writer director did a, a yes. movie about this same story, mm-hmm. and it wasn't received well. It wasn't received well. So I just I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how like, they're like a they, network. We didn't sees... love the movie, but we think this is it. maybe yeah. maybe just that they're like we didn't love this as a movie. It was probably maybe it would have been better as a TV show or like, like this worked on as a this. series. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But because like... I, I watched the the movie, 
Did you? And the movie doesn't tell... It just starts with the... It's more uh, a, a teacher is banging a student and they don't tell you how it happened, how it started or whatever. And the movie is basically the teacher unraveling leading up to when she gets caught. Whereas this is more like how it happens... Um, okay, that's fair, I guess. Like, like I would say, like, Black Mass. Remember when we saw Black Mass? Yeah. I was like, this would have been way better as, as a like series. As, like, a mini-series, like yeah. You, you need to tell this. You need more time to tell this story. Yeah. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. I know enjoying is wrong, wrong way of saying I mean, you can enjoy good. the art. Right, yes. right. It's good. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, i got to wrap on this. Apologize. I didn't make the uh, Two and a Half Men open thing. So Damn listeners it. have just heard that same. Not It's not like a boring open or whatever, but we'll spruce it up. It's coming. 